Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is We know Haney doesn't give a sh Silencing critics, eliminate misses Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better Everybody knows the name, read about it We're golf teachers, hall of fame, never doubt it It's time for the truth, here's our dude You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney you're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Hank Haney Podcast. Saturday Strong Edition. Steve Johnson here. The great predictor has not been predicting lately, but will predict again in season. 2020 2021 this is the start of the season this uh, this week and along with minnesota tim parachka minnesota tim how you doing hey steve curious to hear what uh what your favorite part of the off season was this year oh man it was i tell you what it it seemed like it went really fast uh, it seemed like it was only like three or four days long uh, that's because it was yeah it's hard to believe that we're into the next season already we haven't even finished this, the 2019-2020 season yet, we have some majors to determine the the, the victory. Uh, U.S. Open, the Masters. That's counting towards 2021, Steve. The 2021 season, I have it right here. They're calling it the PGA Tour Super Season. 50 tournaments, six major championships. And this is what we get. We, we've got into this many times in the past. I've said that 46 tournaments on the PGA Tour is already way too many. And now the PGA Tour, due to COVID and the um, pause during the season, has 50 tournaments next year 
and six major championships. Now, the I'm not going to complain about the six major championships. I think that's actually going to be pretty, pretty cool. I mean, to have two Masters, a Masters in November, and then a Masters a few months later in April is absolutely going to be fascinating and must-watch television. But 50 tournaments, Steve, the PGA Tour is oversaturating itself full of tournaments that nobody's going to watch. And the evidence, final point here, the evidence is right here in the pudding. Because since the restart, the PGA Tour ratings have been the best that they've been all year long. Since the restart, uh, tournaments that you wouldn't think would garner any focus from the viewer have garnered focus. And why is that? That's because golf went away for so on so months. It came back. It was fresh. It was new. It was sexy. And people were interested in it. And it was the only game in town. The only game in town. We've got other sports are just starting now too. Uh, we got NHL hockey, have their playoffs going. Uh, the thing is, it, the timing was incredible, Tim, because you've got the golf season starts, you have a few tournaments, and then all of a sudden you have the big playoffs, the FedEx Cup Finals, the big payday for Dustin Johnson and all that. Um, are you upset that the PGA Tour did not listen to you and didn't trim their season back for this next year? Well, I mean, Siri, uh, I mean, it's hard because let's, let's be fair here. The PGA Tour is trying to create playing opportunities. That's number one. Um, they're trying to create I mean, it's a weird situation happening right now, Steve, because the PGA Tour, their purses haven't gone down. And Hank and I have touched about this, have touched on this during the week um, a little bit. The PGA Tour purses haven't gone down, yet every professional sports league, NBA, NFL, the cap space, the cap room, the cap flexibility, those numbers are going to go down. And the PGA Tour actually has gone up. So it means you would think that the charities, and I've read a few pieces about this, that the charities on the PGA Tour are going to be taking a hit, but the players haven't been. So, I mean, it's creating player opportunities. How am I who, How am I supposed to sit up here and say that they shouldn't be playing the Safeway Open a week after the 2020 season is over when the PGA Tour took a three-month layoff due to COVID-19? Now, I don't know. It, it does feel wrong to me that the 2021 season started two days after or three days after 64 hours after the 2020 season. I mean, it just feels absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's year round. It's like year round school here, Tim. Now um, I'm looking at the Safeway open, which is the first tournament of the 2021 season. And I'm seeing a mixture, you know, typically most of the players would have shut it down a long time ago. Um, and they would have taken the winner off. We wouldn't have seen him again until maybe, I know for Tiger Woods, we wouldn't have seen him until uh, San Diego in February, and then he starts the West Coast swing. But you know what? I'm seeing a lot of players here that I, I'm surprised that would travel to Napa. Uh, well, we, we do have the U.S. Open the, the following week, and guys are looking at reps. You've got Phil Mickelson, who's played at the Safeway before, uh, Rafa Cabrera Bayo, you know, one of the top players in the world, uh, didn't do very well in the FedEx, mostly because of no, not a lot of playing opportunities, the quarantine and all that. And you've got mixed in there, you've got some of the 
top players in the world, along with guys that are on their way off the PGA Tour. I see uh, Camilo Villegas. Uh, you know, he has he's had a hard time in recent years. Jamie Lovemark, uh, Tim Wilkinson, uh, who's been on and off the PGA Tour. It's a combination of uh, very accomplished players and uh, guys that are trying to break back into the PGA Tour. It looks like a pretty big field here, Tim. I'm not sure if they have 156 players here, but big, big range. Of, yeah, it is a big it's a field, full Steve. range. Yeah, it is a big field. You're absolutely right about that. I look at the favorites here, and that's all I need to see to see how strong of a field it is. I mean, right here, Phil Mickelson is the favorite. Now, when's the last time Phil Mickelson has been a favorite entering a PGA Tour event? Jordan Spieth is the fifth favorite, actually tied for fourth, the fourth favorite entering the Safeway Open. And Jordan Spieth hasn't had a golf game for about two and a half years. The field, the strength of it sucks. Wow. Are you sure? Well, we do have Michael Kim there. He won this tournament a few years ago. Pat Perez is back in the ballgame. He's a good player, getting older. We got uh, one of my favorites, Jim Furyk, and I'm surprised. Where is Hunter Mahan ranked on the power rankings? What I'm is his power ranking? He's I'm playing. For him. He's playing. Oh, there, he, there he is. There he is. He's near the bottom. He's near the okay. bottom. He is plus 40,000 to win. You bet $100 on him, and you're going to win 40 grand. You're going to wow. do it? You know what? I think I'm going to pass. I'm going to hold off. I'm going to see how he's doing. Uh, there's a guy. Elevator has gone way down on his game. And uh, you know what? He's not he's an old guy. In work. I've heard he's been putting in work. I'm sure he has been because that, this is all. I mean, it's not like uh, I mean, this guy, he's made a lot of money. He's made uh, 30-something million dollars on the PGA Tour. Uh, he doesn't need to work, but he's got kids. He uh, This is what he does. I mean. Mike Holder used to be the golf coach of the Oklahoma, Oklahoma State University. Now he's the athletic director at Oklahoma State. He said that Hunter Mahan was the best amateur golfer he had ever seen, and he had seen a lot of amateur golf at that time. And uh, that just goes to show you it doesn't last forever. If you head down the wrong path and there's a dead end at that end of that path, uh, your career is pretty much done. Unless you can reverse path and and find some magic. There's not a lot of guys that do find that magic, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm kind of looking past. I wanted to mention the Safeway open because this week we are, we're taping the Saturday strong edition on Wednesday because I've got a big event to go to yeah, let's tomorrow. Let's talk about that. Can we, can we take a break and talk about that, Steve? A- absolutely. But, uh, I did want to talk about the U S open cause that's coming up and we got to look, we got to look to the what is this? The uh, the first, the second major of the season, first of the twenty twenty one season is the U.S. Open at Wingfield. We got to look at that because uh, that's important for one of our the the favorite of this tournament, Phil Mickelson. That's an important one. So really? let's take you a break. Get into that. Okay. All let's right. take a break. Okay. Are you going to lead us into a break? I'll I'll lead us into the break. Go check out VoodooPainRelief.com right now for a free two week supply of Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. You know, Steve's going to use Voodoo Pain Relief Cream because he's got a huge event tomorrow. His back is sore. And Steve, Steve is a known skeptic. 
and he loves voodoo pain relief cream. Hank proves Steve wrong, and Hank will prove you wrong. And right now, it's a free two-week supply of a product that will take care of your aches and your pains, and you will not regret going to voodoopainrelief.com. Hank knows you're going to reorder. Hank knows you're going to buy back, and that's why he offers the free F-R-E-E two-week supply of Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. Just go to VoodooPainRelief.com. We'll be right back on episode 36 of the Saturday Strong. And Steve has a huge event coming up that I don't even know about, that you don't even know about. I'm not even sure if Steve knows what's happening tomorrow. We're going to get into all of that next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicles in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Well, Tim, you did. Uh, you let the cat out of the bag. I am uh, on a plane tomorrow, and I'm going to Columbus, Ohio, for my oldest son Grant, his wedding. He's wow. he's marrying. He's all oh, this is this is. Uh, you better sit down because I this is going to bring tears to your eyes because this is this is what's going to happen to you 
Um, <laughs> he just happens to be a little bit farther along in the uh, in the planning stages. But uh, this is uh, truly one of the big events in in everyone's life is uh, is the marriage. And he found a great gal by the name of Eliza Benedict, and uh, she's from Columbus, Ohio. And I'm going to get the opportunity to see them uh, get married on Saturday, which would be the 12th of when when people are listening to this uh, podcast, I will have the handkerchief out, crying my eyes out uh, with the emotion. And I'm not really an emotional guy. I, I, in fact, many years ago when I went to counseling, the guy says, man, you don't have any emotions, do you? I mean, you, your emotions are like zero. But I'm really? sure when I think of uh, Grant, my oldest son, developing um, into a man, I, I do get uh, I do get emotional, and I am tasked with. I mean, the groom's parents do very little for the wedding. I mean, it's really though the wedding historically and uh, traditionally is a, a bride's family's event, but the groom does get to. And his family gets to participate in the rehearsal dinner. So we on Friday evening, after the rehearsal of the uh, festivities at the ceremony, uh, we're going to have a rehearsal dinner, which um, my sh- my wife Michelle and I are hosting, and it will be at Muirfield Village Country Club in Dublin, Ohio. Um, I'll give you a report too about how the development of uh, Jack Nicholas's replanning is going uh, for <laughs> yes. all of us that are that care less about the wedding but uh, do care about uh, Muirfield Village. So is that memorial. Muirfield Village, Steve? It's a, a Muirfield Village Country Club golf club. Yes. Uh, yeah. Did you get invited? I, I did not get invited. I invited myself. I found a member and I invited myself, which is. Uh, I know. I'm just making sure the wedding party got invited and. Uh, you're oh not just yeah, yeah, oh up yeah. Oh no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I've, we RSVP'd, but okay. uh, one of my the things that I get the opportunity to do is stand up and welcome. We're the host to this rehearsal dinner, so I get to say a few words. Um, I'm kind of putting my thoughts together right now. My wife said. Remember, Steve, it's not uh, it's not an awards ceremony. You don't have to talk about all of Grant's accomplishments. You just talk about what endears you to Grant, to your son. And, you know, and when you talk about emotions and you talk about things that make you smile about other people, um, it, it, it does bring out emotions. And uh, so I hope uh, I hope I can hold it together. Yeah. My brother set an example for me um, many years ago. His daughter got married. And uh, my brother's not an emotional guy, but man, did he get emotional. And uh, uh, it was it was something that we will never forget, uh, b- to be honest. And, and uh, so I'm just hoping I, I want to give some examples. Uh, there's some things that make me smile about uh, a lot of things that make me smile about my son and, and his future wife, Liza. And I'm just going to go over a few of those things and uh, thank the people for making an effort. I mean, a lot of people have made a huge effort to get there because they're coming from all over the state of Ohio and the country uh, to help celebrate and to support this this uh, ceremony. I'm glad you guys took care of your X's and O's. So science, Steve, what? tell me if I'm wrong here, but let me rant on for, I don't know how long this is going to be. Could be 30 seconds, could be a minute. So when I'm on the golf course and I'm feeling my feels and I'm feeling my swing and I'm looking at what I'm doing, I'm looking at what my ball flight's doing. And then I see a lot of people sending in their tweets to Hank. Hey, you know, I'm pulling the ball to the left. I'm, 
pushing the ball to the right. I'm slicing. I'm shanking. I'm hooking. I'm dubbing. I'm worm burnering. And the, the, the thing that immediately comes to my mind, Steve, is that the game of golf is very much like science. If you're pushing the ball, your club face is pointed to the right or your path is pointed to the right. It's not right. Obviously it's, well, it is right, but it's not right, if that makes sense. If you're pulling <laughs> you, you mean the, correct. Cor- right. It's not correct. Yes, it's, it, yeah, it's going right, but it's not right. It, it's not right. correct. If you're pulling the ball, it's clearly going to the left. So you clearly got to do something with your backswing. You got to do something with your wrists. What I do, Steve, when I play golf, is that if I'm pulling the ball to the left, and if I'm pushing the ball to the right, the thing that I immediately look at isn't necessarily my swing path, but it's my wrists. And I'm looking at where my wrists are at impact. Are they turned in? Are they turning the club in? Or are they pushing the club out? So curious, Steve, is golf like a game of science to you? You know what? You are so far ahead of the game in terms of analyzing your own your own uh, swing and ball flight and what you need to think about. Because most people, Tim... Most people even that send in videos to us at golf schools at hankaney.com, they'll send the video in and we'll say, analyze your big miss, tell us your big miss. And they'll say, hey, my head is tilting or my right knee is coming out or my, my right heel is coming up too soon. And I'm thinking, you are so far removed from what the club face and the path and the impact is. I've got to, I've got to educate this student and saying, hey, you know what? Those may be things that you notice, but they're not. There's not really a direct cause and effect by a right knee shooting out and the ball flight that you're you're tending to hit. So you're way ahead of the game by just focusing in on hey, what is what, what's the impact? What I'm solving always constantly solving for the impact. The ball started right and was curving right. Well, the curve right is caused by the face being open to the path. So the face open to the path causes the curve to the right. And then the ball starting to the right, 70% of where that ball starts out is where you're contacting on the ball with the club face. Hey, I must have hit too much on the near side of that golf ball. And that's the reason it started to the right. So it started to the right because I hit too much on the near side of the ball. I didn't hit the back of the ball or the outside part of the ball. I hit the near side and the face was open to the path. That's a great indication on, hey, this is what I need to focus on. When people go to the body first, they focus on what the body is doing. Their assumption is if they do something different with the body, it's going to affect the club face. Hey, that is that may or may not happen. And when I'm working on a golf swing, I want to go with something that will definitely absolutely affect that ball flight the very next swing. So you got to go to what what is a club doing? What's a face looking like? What's the path look like and what, what's the ball telling us? So, I mean, you are way ahead of the game and it is science because anyone that delivers the club face open to the path is going to slice anyone, regardless of what their body's doing. So it is science because it can be repeated. Anyone that delivers the club closed, club face closed to the path that they're, that they're swinging on, the ball is going to cook. It's going to curve to the left. A right-handed golfer is going to make it curve to the left, regardless of what your handicap is. 
Anyone that hits it high is hitting it high because they're adding loft to the club face in some part of their their impact delivery method. Um, occasionally, a high shot would be caused by a ball teed up too high or a ball that's hit on the top of the driver. You got any of those idiot marks on the top of your driver, Timmy? <laughs> I probably have a couple of them, yes. Okay, well, that's that's typically... The ball flight is high because you're not even hitting the ball on the club face. You're hitting the ball on the top of the club, uh, and that would be a pop-up. That's typically happens because the club's coming down on too steep of an angle, or you're just teeing the ball up way too high. So it is scientific. There is science there. All right, so here's a question, Steve. So is it wrong for me to be more focused on the club face than I am the path of my swing? No, not at all. The club face is probably the most important because where you, what the club face looks like at impact is going to have about a 70% impact on where that ball starts out. So um, the club face first, then the path second. Sometimes the path influences how you can bring the club in to the ball. Like someone that tends to be on too steep of an angle tends to swing down into the left, a right-handed golfer that tends to swing from out to in that club face is going to tend to to deliver itself open. The only reason being is because if you're swinging from out to in with a square club face, it's hard to get the ball up in the air, let alone a club face that's close to that path. So typically, when a, a path of the swing is too much out to in, the face is going to tend to be open. So, no, club faces, I, I would continue to focus your concentration, your efforts on Hey, what is a what should the what does a club face look like? I can't see it; it's going too fast. But the ball tells you exactly what that club face is doing, and the path is doing every swing. It's telling you; it's giving you; it's giving you direct, immediate, accurate feedback is what it's giving you, Tim. All right, I love it. I love the science take there by the great predictor Steve Johnson. All right, when we come back, swing thoughts and the instructional quiz, the great predictor and Minnesota Tim Parashka. On a Saturday strong, we'll be right back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, cows are busted. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. 
ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Timmy, uh, you are so far ahead of the game, and I, I'm proud of you because maybe it's uh, Hank's rubbing off on you because when you're out there and you talk about your golf game and you talk about analyzing what you're doing correctly and incorrectly, and you paying attention to what the ball is doing and what the impact would need to be to create that ball flight, that puts you so far ahead of the game because most people, as I mentioned earlier, they concentrate on what their body's doing. And the assumption is if your body is doing something incorrectly, it's going to lead to a faulty impact. Uh, fixing the body, however, may or may not help you with your impact right away. Because the assumption is, hey, if I can keep my left heel down or my right heel down or my knee from popping out or me from coming out of my posture, it's going to fix my bad miss right away. And if you're, if you're a golfer out there that's doing that and you're trying to work on your body and it's not leading to any results in the ball flight, you got to shift gears. You got to go directly to the impact. Um, that's what we do when we're analyzing swings. That's why the students that we help do so well is we're going right to the impact. Not what a look is. Not, hey, you know what? Uh, you're, po- you're coming out of your posture, so uh, we got to work on your posture. If that's not leading to better ball flight, you got to work on something else. So. Way to go, Tim. I'm proud of you. Thank you, Steve. Well, the reason why I come came up with that idea, Steve, so in my mind, I guess it's a theory of mine, and I honestly don't think it's much of a theory. I, I, I believe it's more of a fact than it is a theory. Average golfers don't even know what their body is doing in the first place. So, for example, my man Max Homa, you quizzed me on him last week, he does this swing roast on Twitter of average golfers sending in their swings and he roasts their swing. Well, he roasts their swings because their swings are so bad and it's hilarious and it's funny and it's a big bit on Twitter. That's, that's, that's great. But the reason why it's so successful is because average golfers swings suck and they don't know what they're doing. So why not focus on the impact of the club face on the ball? So that's just kind of the way I thought of it. I mean, Average golfers, I honestly don't know what the backswing of my swing looks like, but I do know what the ball is doing, and I can figure out what the ball is doing based on the impact of my club face on the ball. And I think about drivers 
Steve, not drivers, golf swings on the PGA Tour. Matthew Wolf, Jim Fierk. There's a lot of, there's a, there's not a lot. There's a few unconventional swings on the tour that you would look at, let's say a 13 year old had, and he'd be like, what in the F is this? But clearly it's successful. So, I mean, that's kind of the way I came up with it. They're delivering the club at the bottom. Their impact positions are very, very similar for those. They're the best players in the world. So there's a lot of different ways to get there. However, there's not a lot of different ways to get there to hit all the shots. We talk about the nine shots, the high, the regular trajectory, the low trajectory, the straight shot, the left to right curver, and the right to left curver. So you got all those shots. You've got nine different shots. Some techniques can hit the some of those nine shots a lot easier. Some of those techniques that we see cannot hit some of the nine shots, and the players know that. They're limited. The reason Tiger was so good is he always wanted, he always, uh, in his technique and what he was working on, he determined, okay, which one of those nine shots is tough for me? I've got to be able to hit those nine shots. If I hit those nine shots, high, medium, and low, left to right, right to left, straight shots, then I can never get very far off. My swing shape and technique is pretty neutral, and I can get to pins that most guys can't get to. I can curve it. I can I, I can curve it either way. I can hit it high. I can hit it low. And he was powerful. So um, the swing shape and a player's ability to control what he's doing at the bottom is is key. And uh, you just got to look at, hey, man, what, what's my weakness? What do I need to fix in my ball flight to go to the next level? And mm. uh, All right. I'm, I'm going to give you, 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 you're analyzing great. Now I'm going to give you um, a little quiz here, Tim. Okay. This is you're not a, you're not an instructor, but uh, I, I think you could probably answer these questions. Some of these questions are, you see, all of us teachers have been trained by Hank. Um, we all have our own individual styles and and personalities, but the way we analyze a swing and how we go about fixing a swing is very similar. So, in order to to translate. And to educate our, our teachers, we do these trainings, but uh, I thought I'd give them a little quiz this time. So here's question number one for you, Tim. If a student has a strong left-hand grip, one where you can see three or four knuckles on the top of his left hand, we're talking about a right-handed golfer. So a student has a strong left-hand grip, but he hits high slices. What would you fix first? Oh, that's a good question. A strong left-handed grip. So strong left-handed grip would tend to produce hooks. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I was thinking. So that that that's the, that's the immediate thought that went into my mind. So a strong left-handed grip would fix would create hooks because I did the backswing and I'm like, man, that would pull the club. So yeah. um it seems like the right so for me, I'm holding out the club in my hand pretending I don't have a club in my hand, but I'm pretending. And the the issue for me, it seems like the right hand gets like pushes the club to the right almost. It pushes the club face to the right. It seems like it gets like almost in my mind too far under, and then it pushes. Okay. Well, here here's what here's as from a teacher's perspective, here's what you need to do. If a guy has the, the biggest mistake he's making is that that left-hand grip is too strong and he's not hooking it. You've got to show him 
how to square the club face up correctly so that strong left-hand grip would create a hook. And once he creates that hook, then you can fix the grip. So we're always going directly to the impact. If everything else is correct and you're, um, and the ball should be hooking because you're gripping, it's not. For some reason, that hand is not squaring up correctly. You sh- that's the first thing you do. Now, you may have to do other things too, but you want the ball flight to match what the grip is looking like. Okay, now, question number two. Um, this is a philosophy question. Hank always made an assumption about every student he helped, no matter what the setting. What is that assumption? And a lot of teachers don't do this, Tim. I'm going to give you the answer here. A lot of teachers don't do this. If it's a quick tip, if the student is just a beginner, if the student is just uh, you know an occasional golfer, some instructors would would uh, you know give that student not quite the attention as the students that that are more serious. So Hank always made the assumption, no matter what the student looked like, how the student ha- was presented to him. Hank's assumption was he assumed that that student wanted to be the best that they could be, regardless of what the setting. So we taught him all the same way. Hank went all out with every student, whether it was a, a swing tip, uh, whether the person uh, is this was their first lesson. Hey, this is Hank assumed that this person wanted to be the best that they could be. So his his lessons were always Hank would concentrate real hard just to try to make sure that the student knew exactly what he needed to do to fix his big miss. Okay. I think I gave you this answer before, but uh, this is a, uh, the last one of the last questions on the, the list. What do marks on the top of the driver face tell you about a student's swing shape? Ah, yeah, you did say that. It, it, you said it's like too wide or something. It okay. pops up. You said it's too steep. Like the, the approach yes. of the club head to the ball is on too steep of an angle, and the ball doesn't even hit the club face. It hits the top of the club, and it pops it up. Now, occasionally, occasionally that could happen because the, the ball is teed up way too high. But typically, if you've got those marks on the top of your club, it's because that club head is coming down on much too steep of an angle. And uh, you got to fix that. That's what you got to fix. Okay, one more thing before we go. So I tease swing thoughts, Steve, and you mentioned that instructors that aren't experienced give way too many swing thoughts, give way too many things. So your thoughts, um, what, what kind of swing thoughts, Steve, are you delivering that are simple, easy, and understandable for the average player? We do focus mostly on the impact. I show them what the club face when they're rehearsing. It's just like uh, practicing martial arts. We try to practice, make small, slow practice moves to affect what the impact is like. It makes the feel of the swing so much different. So the student has to go slowly with it so he can see, he can validate with his eyes what he's feeling in his hands and his body. Um, I will move the club and show them, hey, this is where you're, this is where the club face needs to be or needs to feel. If the club face is here, you're not going to hit that high slice to the right. You may hit another worse bad shot, but it's not going to be the high slice to the right. So just moving them around getting them to understand, getting them to feel, see, and understand what they're trying to do. And then most of all, getting them to see the results. And uh, that, that's a formula for a good lesson. Love it. All right. Golf schools at HankCandy.com, right, Steve? Golf schools at HankCandy.com. One swing, 
Tell us what your big ball flight miss is, not what you're feeling, not what the, the left heel is doing. What is the ball doing? Down the line, that was that's a swing. You wouldn't believe how many students still send the front view of of their videos is the front view. The down the line is one where I can see the target. I can see where you're aiming. I can see your swing shape. I can see everything. I can see the start of the ball flight as well. Uh, that's the down the line view. That's what we need. Just one swing, not slow motion, just regular raw video. Golf schools at HankKenny.com. Within 24 hours, you're going to get the start of a great game plan. Golf schools with an S at HankKenny.com. VoodooPainRelief.com. Free two-week supply. We appreciate you making the Hank Candy Podcast a part of your day. You can email the show also, HankCandyGolfAtOutlook.com. And remember, just because you don't know shit doesn't mean you can't learn shit. We appreciate you making the Hank Candy Podcast a part of your day. The Hank Candy Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.